We're so glad that you're here this evening. Uh, throughout the Christmas season, we've been talking about the profound life that's available to us in Christ. And there's a lot about life that's mysterious, but the Bible tells us that the mystery has been made known to us in Christ. And so in Christ, we know God's plan for all of this. We know our purpose. We know God's very presence. He drew near to us. We know his power. And we also know his peace, which is what we want to talk about this evening. If you could capture the Christmas season, maybe even this evening, in one word, what would it be? Uh, I think maybe a lot of people would say hectic or maybe even crazy-making. Uh, Jesus once made this observation about us, uh, how our worries about so many different things can become all-consuming. And uh, we worry about what we eat or what we drink. And so with the forecast that we had, you know, uh, there was no food left on the, on the store shelves. It was amazing. Uh, and, and we were like, hey, will we be able to find that one indispensable ingredient? And if we find it, you know, will everyone be able to make it for Christmas dinner? You know, think of all the time we spent worrying about what we were going to eat or drink. We shouldn't even listen to the news because the snowstorm of a generation, once again, didn't materialize. But I digress. We worry about our bodies. Jesus says we worry about our bodies, uh, what we're going to wear. And so on Thursday, AccuWeather, you know, showed the temperature going from 30 degrees down to 12 degrees. That was the only thing they got right. And, uh, you know, honey, where did you put the thermal underwear? Uh, our dogs wouldn't even go outside. And my wife gave them bathroom rights. You know, I won't get into that. But anyhow, uh, but it felt pretty great today at 12 degrees, didn't it? I, thought, I was like, this is kind of balmy. I might take this coat off. I don't know. But in a comedic way, maybe also a sobering way, Jesus observed how we really run after all these things that we worry about. We run after so many things. It's comedic because, you know, they didn't have Walmart back in the day. But if you went to Walmart and you look down, you're like, why am I pushing this oversized cart around brimming with food when uh, all these carbohydrates and, uh, you know, I just got a few days I got to survive here. But, uh, you know, you look at our patterns of how we get so anxious and run after things. Uh, but sobering because sometimes this season goes by so fast that maybe this is the first time you've really tried to unplug and maybe do some reflection. Uh, if we're honest about our lives, what we eat, drink, or wear is probably really the least of our concerns. Uh, I look at the world, and I know you do as well. And I look at the world, and this season, my heart aches. Will the nations, or even our nation, ever be at peace? And we see how people are enduring unimaginable hardships in life. And not just economic hardships. Our world is ravaged by one event after another, by unstoppable diseases and cancers and pandemics. This is the world that Christ came into. And at the top of our concerns is death itself. It's amazing how much fear we have. Maybe we call it anxiety or worry, but fear. There's a fear of death. And there's this compulsion to just hold on with everything we've got this season because we realize how fleeting life is. It's not that we don't try to be lighthearted. It's just that sometimes this world has us on a run. I look at families 
including my own family, by the way, and my heart aches. Uh, we ought to love getting together this season or any season with family and friends. It truly ought to be the most refreshing, life-giving time of the year to get together. But so often sitting around the tables in our homes are some guests that we'd like to disinvite. Uh, anger, betrayal, uh, disappointment, animosity, regret. We can't come together as we'd like as one family. And, and we ask ourselves, why can't we do this love thing better, you know, this season? Maybe relationships have you on the run. Like literally, you're going to go somewhere else. You got something going on. You're not going to go to the family gathering this season. Uh, so often we're doing everything we can to run away and avoid those that we're to most love. And it's not just broken relationships in our family. We also run from our own selves. A bigger problem than changing other people, I don't know if you agree with this, uh, is changing myself, you changing yourself. Am I living my best life is something that we ask and struggle with. Am I happy? Am I fulfilled? You know, do I have a sense of identity and, and purpose in life? Am I mentally and emotionally healthy? Am I filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control? Uh, am I living a sober-minded, God-pleasing, holy life? Maybe this Christmas where you sit, you realize you've been running from the life that you've always known you're to live and have always wanted to live, but, but you have this question, am I redeemable? Uh, am I a person, can I really change? Uh, can the inner self be transformed? So sometimes we run from ourselves when we run from those questions. We run from broken relationships. We, we run from our fears in the world. But the, the greatest thing that we run away from is God himself. There's been so many times in my life when I was drugged to a Christmas Eve service or another kind of church service. And I can tell you, in all honesty, there's been times where, hey, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to sing the songs. I didn't feel the vibe. I didn't want to listen to the message. I just wanted to get out of there. Christmas was like the service was kind of an interruption to, you know, the week or so what. Or some, of our, uh, some of you are sitting there wondering, if there is indeed a God of both heaven and earth, it's easily easy to accept the notion of a heavenly God, but what about an earthly God? You know, what about a God who knows how hopelessly lost this world seems to be? A God who knows the hostility that is there between husband and, uh, uh, and wife, between fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, brothers and sisters. Is there a God who understands the helpless struggle that we daily face deep within our own hearts and minds and our souls. Maybe this Christmas where you're at is maybe you're saying, God, I'm tired of running. I just want to know that you're truly somewhere and can be found. I want to know that you're truly here with me and I'm not alone. God, I want to hear one clear word from you uh, here on earth from heaven. Speak to me. You know, God, I just want to know if you hear my prayers and if you listen. God, I just want to know if there's hope for this darkening world, for the hostilities in our families and relationships, if there's hope 
for the silent struggle within? You know, these are the questions that we find ourselves with and, and, and running from all these things some, so often. An alternative to running is abiding. Running implies desperation. Jesus says we run after uh, all these concerns and all these different things. Running implies desperation, dissatisfaction, maybe even avoidance. But abiding implies peace and satisfaction, that we can stay and stand firm. Jesus says that godless run after all these different things, but it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, The invitation of Jesus is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. If we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, then all these other things that we worry about, you know, we'll find peace in the midst of them. When I ask you what word best describes Christmas season, how many of you said peace? How many of you said peace? I love how the Bible declares that Jesus himself is our peace. Uh, Peace isn't a gift that God dispenses like candy on Christmas. But peace, it really isn't even a thing in and of itself that stands alone by itself. Peace is God himself. The Bible says God is our peace. And the only way God can give us peace is to give us himself. And this is really the meaning of Christmas. God giving himself to us. God giving us love, God giving us peace, God giving us life. That God sent the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, our Lord, to earth. He sent peace to be right in the midst of this chaotic and cruel world. He sent his peace to be right in the midst of these relationships of ours that we need to learn to love better in. He sent peace to be right in the very center of our lives. In fact, the the mystery of Christ is Christ in you, the hope of glory. God didn't just send peace to be with us. He sent peace to be within us. He sent Christ himself to take up residence in our lives. Jesus gives a lot of different invitations in Scripture, and I want to leave you with this this Christmas Eve. He says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest for your soul. He says, I don't give you what the world gives you. My peace I give you. The Bible says Jesus has torn down the dividing walls of hostility that exist between us. He created in himself one new man out of the two, resulting in peace. And he came and proclaimed the news of peace, the gospel of peace, to you who are far away and to you who are near. In him we're being built together with Christ Jesus himself being our cornerstone with his own spirit dwelling within us. God gives us himself. He gives us peace in Christ. And this is a gift we can really contemplate and lay hold of. It's not an emotional trick to feel peace. It's the reality of God's presence by his spirit taking up residence within us. God doesn't just give his son. He gives his Holy Spirit He gives us a true peace this Christmas. This Christmas, not only do you know peace, do you have peace? Do you have God's peace, God himself within you, the hope of glory? Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you that you came down from heaven to earth. We thank you that you sent your son, 
that you sent your peace to dwell among us. You sent your love into our hearts. You sent hope into our world. And we find in Christ everything we need to not run but to abide and to be strong and to be firm. We thank you for the hope that you give us in Christ. And we pray that we can lay hold of it through our celebrations and gatherings, not just tonight but through the weekend. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.